or listening to A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. So, Carl, should we move on to this week in wrestling? Let's do it, man. Let's kick off with Monday Night Raw. You so, kick off, my friend. I'm going to kick off. Yo, you, yeah, I'm going to kick <laughs> off. Um, I mean, it's not a zero this week, you know, spoilers. Which uh, is good. Yeah. So It's going it's, in the right direction. Something. But the match card for Raw this week. So, way, we, way, we kicked off the show with the number one contender match. Um, Sheamus took on Keith Lee. Um, and Keith Lee picked up the win, our new number one contender for Drew McIntyre. Surprising in a way. Yeah. Um, or is, um, <laughs> we had The Miz taking on Grand Metalik with Grand Metalik in a way. picking up the win. Or, uh, <laughs> Shayna Baszler taking on Dana Brooke with Shayna Baszler picking up the win. <laughs> no surprise. No, so often surprised. No. Um, we had Alexis Playground. Sorry for <laughs> anyone's smart speaker that's just gone off and started playing butterflies band um but yeah <laughs> i um yeah not yeah. too sure on the name of that yeah yeah either um especially the way she referred anyway yeah um but, yeah <laughs> um so we had that segment with uh, randy orton we had uh, aj styles taking on elias uh, with aj picking up the win we had ricochet taking on ali um, the whole retribution, Willie join, won't join thing with Ali picking up the win. We had Charlotte making a return, <sighs> taking on Nia Jax. Um, still don't like uh, a kid, a kid, but no, uh, Charlotte uh, and Nia Jax. Maybe in that matchup against Nia Jax, who do you prefer? <laughs> well, that's very true, actually. Um, but yeah, Charlotte ended up picking up the win by disqualification because you can't have any week without some. Got to have a DQ every show. Um, every show. Um, we had uh, the New Day and the Hardy Bros, I shit you not, taking on the Hair Business in a four-on-four match, and the Hair Business picked up the win. And the main event, if you want to call it that, of the evening was an Alexa Orton standoff. Yeah. I feel like WWE like to not end on a match lately. I don't know if you've noticed really? that. Yeah, just like some sort of weird now. segment. And... Even SmackDown this week technically didn't end on a match. Like It kind of did, but, you know. Anyway, um, but yeah. Interesting standoff, nonetheless. Interesting. So that was the match card. In terms of highlights, Anthony, there ain't many. So the number one contender match, um, I'm not the biggest fan in terms of Mm. what this weird rivalry has sort of been built on. Like, you know, I've called out Drew um, last week and stuff for not feeling like a WWE champion at the moment. You know, he's in, in the middle of these two bickering fools and he just, you know, ends up him having, you know, it reflects negatively on him almost. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The match itself, you can't argue. I thought Sheamus was fantastic in this match. Keith Lee was great in, in this match as well. Um, I thought the two had really good chemistry together. <laughs> I know you're trying to give Keith Lee credit. It just didn't sound as good. <laughs> no, I think... He <laughs> um, was great. You know what? Probably the opposite. It's probably the fact that Sheamus is, you know, in his, his stuff he's had in the past with Jeff Hardy and stuff like that, he's been a bit like, oh... Whereas this was like a return to form for Sheamus. I thought he was, yeah. he was excellent. And this it. is what Sheamus needs to be instead of just being unnecessarily angry about Jeff Hardy returning. Like that wasn't really a storyline. Yeah. And I think that's half the issue I had with it. But no, this this is better, Sheamus. It's like not taking himself too serious, which is good. Yeah, no, defo. Um, yeah, the match itself I thought was really good. It was a really good uh, opener. Uh, despite, 
you know, we had Drew kind of kick off the show with a little bit of a promo, um, which was was okay. But that that's the problem. It doesn't feel like it's about him, and it should absolutely feel like it's about him. Which hopefully, you know, now that there's a number one contender match, that that will start to happen. But even then, I think it's going to be a bit more around Sheamus and and Drew. Which, to be fair, if that's where it's going, I'm happy because that's what I want. Like, you know, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be good to get Drew versus Keith Lee. I'm pretty sure we've seen it before, anyway. Um, but you know, it'll Very be sure. it'll be it'll be okay. You know, Feel like it, we have. It's going to be a good contest. Uh, but yeah, you know, for me, the money is in Drew and Sheamus. They've got they've been building the story up for ages. They've got all that history together. I know it'd be an absolute dream for the pair of them to headline. You know, maybe they're going to split WrestleMania into two nights this year. Imagine, you know, the boyhood dream you know come true of them to headline. I dare say, you know, I feel like WWE at least trying nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, I know not effing lands, but like, you know, think back even just a couple of months. Did we think we were going to end up seeing Sheamus in the main event scene for a title match? No. Like, they're, they're trying to get, like, they're, they're responding to, you know, people, like, people obviously like the Sheamus Drew connection and they're trying to respond to that. So I give them the, the credit in that sense. Yeah, I know it doesn't always land, but they are at least trying some. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. And I think hopefully it is going to come off and hopefully they don't kind of shit themselves and, you know, do it at the Rumble or something because they are known for doing this. They'll be like, okay, well, our plan for WrestleMania is going to be Drew and Sheamus and then they'll panic and go, ah, it's not big enough. We need to get Goldberg involved for some reason. And then they'll just fuck it all over, which is what they tend to do. No, it's super easy to get Goldberg into things now because... (laughs) Where you have your match and then he just rocks up, comes in at the end, maybe mid match, who cares? And he's just like, You're next. Well, that's it. Well, that, I mean, that's the feud set up. No more story needed. So it contracts and and following week, everyone's a winner. I mean, ironically, didn't he come out um, last year for Roman and say, You're last? Um, and then he fought Braun. <laughs> so does that mean? I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty, pretty sure he came out and he said, like, You're last. And it was like, Oh, yeah. Well, You'd, like it's going to be his final one or whatever, and then obviously Roman it didn't happen, did it? He ended up having to fight Braun. Um, right. So yeah. maybe maybe the promo work's already done. Maybe he said, "I did say you were last," and we're going to get Roman and Goldberg this year. But anyway, yeah. um, we'll talk about that maybe another time. But yeah, so for me, well, you see, open. Roman's a heel now, so it does worry me. Now. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> lose the heels, you know. Um, sorry, go on, carry on. Um, no, I was just saying. I think uh, I would love to see this be the the lead up for a Drew and Sheamus thing. I'd be so happy to see them two main event in the WrestleMania for, together. For us, like it feels almost too good to be true that that could be a mania main event, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I know, you know, we're going to do the Andy Murray thing, aren't we? Where like, you know, if, if he's bad, then he's absolutely Scottish, but you know, <laughs> you know because we like him, he's, he's one of us. Yeah. He's, he's, when it's awesome, he's a fellow Brit. That's it. You know, Thunder Rosa thinks she's Scottish anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, when I want to be. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. I think if if (laughs) if all this if all this is a slow build towards Sheamus and Drew, then yeah, I'm 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 all in. Not to make an AW pun. So yeah, that's a highlight. (laughs) And then um, I suppose the only other highlight. So basically, I like the beginning and I like the end. So (laughs) very bookended. It's the bookends of you, will yeah. Yeah, (laughs) don't somewhere Booker T's just gone. Bookend, he just bookended someone in a supermarket. No, um, he's busy screwing people over. Um, <laughs> it didn't hit the news, but he, it turns out he's a bit of an asshole. Who knew? No. Um, <laughs> you hear about that one? Not to digress. Do you hear about that one? Yeah. He was, um, on that podcast, and he's like, oh, I got someone fired, like casually. It's like, nice one, Booker, you prick. Fucker. But it's okay, he didn't name Fucker that person, thing. so it's cool. 
Look a fucking two. Um. So <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd say the only highlight this week of Raw. Um. So the standoff at the end of the show with Orton and Bliss. Um. And kind of I thought for me Orton felt off all episodes. I thought his promo was poor. He didn't really know like he didn't like you know what he was doing or what was meant to be happening. It was a really shocking week I thought for Orton. But mm. Alexa was amazing. Um. She is just. And I'll be honest, level. like the intensity Alexa's coming at. Uh, Orton with, I, I think I'd probably be a bit off my game as well. Oh, I, I, like, I'm shitting, shitting my pants for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, you <laughs> do not want that, that little, yeah. that little five foot odd psycho. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. He, I could see why he was a bit freaked out. Hundred percent. Um, <laughs> look, you know, I think th- this whole thing that's going on with Bray and, and Orton and stuff, you know, it it's far from perfect. It's got some serious flaws. You know, the whole Inferno thing we burnt him a lot. Like, you know, and even even the build. It was week, shocking. I thought, it was shocking. Um, but, yeah, so it's not ideal, but the one kind of constant throughout all of it has been Alexa's work, and I just loved the fact that she was just there saying, do you know what? Fine, I'm just going to dazzle myself and petrol, set me on fire. It's just like, holy shit. Do it, like, bitch! Yeah, it was just like, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, thought that was really good as well. So they're the only two highlights. Yeah. <sighs> Sticking with the whole Bray oh. thing. Yeah. This is this is I'm, I I feel like I'm a broken record now. Say this every fucking right. The we have said this house, more than once. The Firefly it's still Fun valid. House, we said this more than once. We are having a, a match supposedly at the Royal Rumble, which is a Firefly Funhouse match, right? In this week's episode of Raw, Orton tries to destroy the Firefly Funhouse. No, no, he doesn't do something logical like set it on fire, which he's just done to destroy Bray. No, he just you know knocks some stuff off shelves and that, and <laughs> now he'll have nowhere to come <laughs> yeah. back to. And it's like, really? <laughs> you know, it's really crap. Here's the thing, Randy. <laughs> Seth Seth actually did set it on fire and it's still come back. So do you really think knocking shit over is going to do anything? Exactly. Because, yeah, you know, it, I just love the fact that it doesn't even cross his mind to try and set it on fire. Killing people? Cool. Fucking arson of a building? No, definitely not. Um, so I just, I hate it now. It, I feel like it's got to the point I mean, to be fair, where... the only reason Seth come up with that idea is because his theme music told him to do it. <laughs> yeah. It was the voices in his head, maybe. Oh, him and Good Orton idea, very, theme music. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm done with it now. I feel like the Five Life One House was so cool and so different when it was like this state of mind for Bray. And I, I loved it. And each week, yeah, it now, should have been just... somewhere you can't get to. Yeah. It should have each... always been somewhere you can't get to. That's it. Um, like, unless it was part of the fight, like the Five Life One House match and stuff where, you know, uh, the fiend that pulled him into that world and stuff like that. Yeah, that, it's that's not fine. like the and we've again we've griped about this many a time. But the minute you can go backstage and you can just see him in his little fucking yeah. sealed off area, it's like, just it's, stupid. That's it. it. It it's dead now. They, they they literally have killed it. So I, it's such a shame. Um, and I know it's not something they can carry on doing for it forever. But I feel like it had a lot more legs in it than. I feel like they've just screwed it up so bad by going, yeah, it's just a place backstage and anyone can go in, anyone can pop by the fly five fucking firefight fun house whenever they want. So yeah, not a fan at all. But anyway, <laughs> I think similar to uh, the entrance music of Seth, you know, fucking burn it down. I think Orton's burning my light theme needs to come back now as well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be um, nice to get some retro themes back instead of just generic metal track number one. Well, you probably need to now because every fucking CFOs, the CFOs are gone, aren't they? So they're just changing up. Um, yeah, but these new people, man, it's it's the same generic stuff. I, I, oh yeah, I hate of course. I hate it, man. I hate it so much. Like I feel like we may be hearing this from you uh, for a certain superstar uh, on SmackDown. Two, two, two superstars. I'm going to moan about two of them. Okay. 
I like it. In um, fact, let me have another little moan, right? Sorry, don't mean to jump on it. But I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. Is it just me, or is since WWE started piping in the audience going, ah, they've totally imbalanced that to the theme music? I can't even hear the theme music half the time now. Yeah, they definitely don't feel as um, kind of strong anymore. And part of me was, was wondering about this, whether or not that's been a reaction to AEW, because they've made a conscious effort to not have the theme music overpower like everything. So it's always a bit quieter and, and they want the audience to sound you know, louder and stuff, which... I don't know. I'm a fan of the theme music, so I quite like it loud. But the mm. thing is, like, I think I just think the balance needs to be slightly adjusted, especially because it's a fake audience noise. Yeah, it's not real audience. It's just no. It's just piped in noise, and they're, they're playing that louder than the track. Like honestly, and I'll mention it when we get to SmackDown. But like, I I didn't even know Daniel's Brian Daniel Bryan's theme music was even fucking playing. Yeah, how prominent the the ah, was. And it's like, all right, calm down. Calm Someone's down. Fake audience. To get one little slider and go. Yeah, it's better. That's all it yeah, needs. Exactly. Do that guy in the truck. Do it, Kevin Dunn. Um, guy in the truck. Retribution, <laughs> come on. Sort it out for us. Exactly. Fuck's sake, Retribution. Um, yeah, so another oh shite for Raw this week. Oh, my God. This money in the bank clusterfuck. Oh, no. awful. Right? So, obviously, the Miz so pissed lost. Off. The Miz lost his money in the bank, didn't he? Because he'd cashed it in. And therefore, you know, he was all sad because he didn't win. And, you know, they were trying to almost go on this kind of thing around Miz being down on his luck and having a bit of a losing streak. You know, he lost against Grand, uh, Grand Metalik this week. Um, oh, firstly, sidebar. No, sorry, T-bar. You go away, I said sidebar. Um, <laughs> having someone or trying to push a losing streak gimmick on someone like the fucking Miz who loses every week anyway makes no fucking sense, right? But then yeah. the reason they've tried to do uh, that... I think because... Johnny Drip Drip has lost more than he has. <laughs> well, exactly. But the reason, Anthony, they tried to do that is, drum roll, because when the Miz is at his lowest, what happens? Adam fucking Pierce comes and gives him the briefcase back because, technicality, it was Morrison who cashed it in, not the Miz. And then they're there doing the fucking happy dance on the stick. What a clusterfuck this money in the bank thing has been. Gave it to Otis and Vince was like, fucking hell, what was I smoking when I did that? Okay, we'll just give it to the Miz. You know, I feel Miz. personally aggrieved. I remember when he lost it and I was like, you know what? It's a good thing. I commended it. Like, at least the money in the bank's fucking done. I was happy. And I feel like they just turned around and gone, fuck you. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Vince was like, tell Anthony, fuck you, damn it. Um, exactly. exactly what happened. Uh, I feel yeah. personally oh my attacked God. by Vince. Like, I'm, I completely agree with you, though. This this was it. It was done. And yeah, fine. It wasn't great. and But it was better than Otis. And, you know, the Miz wasn't champ. So it was fine. It was a way out. And now it's back. What Why? are you thinking? What are they thinking? There's no scenario right now, right now, where the Miz can cash in and anyone would be fucking happy. No. So no why let him do it twice? I'm fuming. I just thought it was awful. I was so pissed off. Stupid. Um, this one, I've just put it in to encompass pretty much the whole show, which is just a lot of pointless fluff. So Shayna Baszler and Dana Brooke having a match. That didn't make any sense. Elias and AJ yeah. Styles. That didn't make any sense. The whole card really didn't really make much sense. And I feel... Oh, we see, they put Elias and AJ against each other because they both got bodyguards. It just makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then next it'll be, you know, bodyguard versus bodyguard. Can't wait. Um... We can't let them actually have matches. <laughs> no, they'll just stand in the ring. What are these guys, doing. wrestlers? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the whole show kind of felt pretty pointless, to be fair. But speaking of pointless, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is they're now doing a storyline, aren't they, with Ricochet and Ali, where Ali is like, you know what? Ricochet, you need to just fucking join us. Accept it. We'll keep beating you up every week until you until you join us. Which okay, 
kind of, I kind of get it, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, I'd get it more if the hair business didn't do the exact same thing months ago. Well, that that's my point. Like, really? It's like this is a carbon copy of the hair business storyline. Yeah, isn't this exactly Shit. why Cedric joined them? Yeah. So it's like, well, wow, like really? That have you just got no ideas anymore? I just, I don't know. Like these two are fantastic wrestlers, and they can put on a great match. This wasn't even their best match. It was, it was bland by their standards. I and miss, then the whole I miss NXT Ricochet. Yeah, I miss fucking. You know, I didn't really watch much, uh, much of the indies, but I used to fucking see him. You know, on the independent circuit, and was just like, holy shit, this guy's insane. Um, well, do you remember that that one? You have frozen. It's almost like a a oh, frozen. If you were, you're still frozen. And he's still frozen. He looks beautiful, though, doesn't he, folks? Look at him. He's looking yeah. off into the distance. Oh, he's back. Uh, we're back. So, um, let me try that again. Yeah, I remember that one scene that seems to be like a particular highlight of his NXT uh, career for Ricochet, where uh, I can't even remember who he's feuding with, but they were they were sort of giving him shit on the uh, on the ramp, and he ran, jumped over the top rope, and landed right in front of him. And I think, yeah. fuck, that guy had some athleticism as well. You don't even get to see him display much of that now, which is no, a real shame. Well. Yeah, that's it. I think uh, it's been well documented, hasn't it? It's, it's almost like this thing of you can't outperform our, our biggest stars. So therefore, even mm-hmm. if you it are seems super talented... It like a bit of a rule, to be honest. Yeah, USA have gone, look, you're an F listed in our tier. Therefore, you, can, you can't you can do anything. So <laughs> The letters is... An F can't be the B. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's math, damn it. <laughs> well, why is it letters? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically... Absolute rehash of what we saw with the hair business. So, all in all, everything being said, all the chips laid down. It's chips? I'm hungry. I had some chips. But it wasn't a zero this week, Anthony. It was a 1.5 for me because it you know was what? still bad, but there was some good bits. I'm going to agree with you on a 1.5. Oh, tally I think it's deserved. Yes. Quite. Rather. Yes. Indubitably. Awesome. So, let's talk about NXT, shall we? So, this is uh, almost a typical NXT in, in a lot of senses. And it's a bit of a sad thing to say because it's kind of like a, it was okay. Um, mm. Not to spoil me, rating. Um, it's very middle of the road. We had a nice stacked card. But then when you look at it and you look at highlights and stuff, you're like, uh, there wasn't a lot going on, which there should be more, right? And I will, I'll talk about that in a sec. But as far as the card goes, uh, we start the night with Bronson Reed going up against Isaiah, Swerve, Scott, uh, with Bronson Reed taking a win. We have the Grizzled Young Vets going up against Breezango with the Grizzled Young Vets taking the win. We have Mercedes Martinez making her reintroduction to NXT going up against a Valentina Feroz. I presume I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, with Mercedes Martinez taking the win. We had Roderick Strong going up against Pete Dunne with Pete Dunne taking the win. We then had a, I'm going to say, a promo of sorts between Bala and O'Reilly. Um, building up to their match with also some inclusion from Karrion Cross and Damian Priest so just generally building all the main events scene up we had the Lucha House Party making an appearance at NXT Carl uh, going up against Legado Del Fantasma with uh, the Lucha House Party taking the win and then we had the night being closed off with Johnny Gargano in a title match for the North American title or to defending the North American title against Leon Ruff because you know why not we've not had that in a while with uh, Johnny Gargano taking the win expected so and that is one of the one of the slight grievances is that it was kind of expected. So as far as highlights go, Carl, uh, I want to give a big highlight to Mercedes Martinez. It's mm-hmm. great to see her back. Um, almost think it might have been a little subtle nod that she came out to the ring wearing a mask. Um, and the way they're booking her at the minute, I sincerely hope they put her in the in the title picture soon. I think mm-hmm. the the match between her and Yoshi Rai is just it's ready made. You know, let's do it. She's come in. She's squashed a younger talent. 
as is needed, proving a dominance on NXT once again. But we can't have too many squash matches. So right now, it's it's looking good, and I really want to see her in the title scene. Now, my other highlights, which may surprise you, Carl, is the fact that the Lucha House Party had some involvement in NXT this week. I think it's been a great thing for the Lucha House Party and a great thing for Legado del Fantasma, who have had basically no other factions to go up against. Yeah. Um, so all in all, a really good idea. And on top of that, although you could argue the Lucha House Party coming in to NXT and beating NXT talent is a bit harsh. Uh, it's not like Charlotte Flair didn't do that as well. Um, <laughs> we've also got this building now match between uh, Santos Escobar and Grand Metalik, which again will help display the pair of them for the talent that they've got, which you don't get, again, very underutilized in a lot of senses and you don't get to see that. And let's face it, Lucha House Party wasn't doing a lot on Raw, so let them shine on NXT. Why the fuck not? See, it baffled me this because they didn't, they didn't do anything to promote it or anything like that. It, it just, no, it's just out of nowhere. Happened, um, and you've got to wonder is because you know Grand Metalik was you know beating the Miz on Raw this week, and then the next minute he's rocking up in NXT. So it's kind of like, well, isn't it crazy though the way they do it? It's like on Raw he's beating the Miz just so they can push a storyline with it. Look, the Miz is even losing to Grand Metalik. God, his luck is just bad. And then yeah. you move him over to NXT, and it's like he's going up against the Cruiserweight Champion in a in a it's going to be a really athletic match, and it's like. You're booking them like two different ways in the same fucking week. It's crazy. But they are equal shows, Anthony. Equal, so equal, NXT definitely is not, not a developmental not promotion less. in nope. the slightest. No. Nope. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I prefer to see them on NXT. I think they'd be used better on NXT. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. They're clearly going to be there again. I think it's. Um, what do they call the New Year's one? It had a stupid title. New Year's Scream. I, I don't know. Some shit like that. Um, <laughs> whatever the next one they're gonna have the them two in a singles match which i'm looking forward to so all in all it did its job as as um as a highlight i really, a, I really uh, wish it was new year's scream i can't remember is it new year's fear or something like that it's got some sort of title like that like ah. well, i will google it new year's evil okay i was nowhere near wow <laughs> okay uh new year's evil um so yeah they're going to have a match, a singles match in there, and I do look forward to that. So, all in all, a solid highlight. Mm-hmm. However, I need to move on to the O'Shites. Yes, you do. Okay, so this might not be um, a particularly popular opinion, but the main title scene at the minute in NXT is kind of fucked, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. because we're going to have O'Reilly going up against Balor, and a lot, a lot of people seem to enjoy their previous match. I don't need to see it again. I was there ready for Balor going up against Pete Dunne or Balor going up against Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. And instead, they give me something I didn't want. Similarly, Karrion Cross is back. Yeah. And they put him up against Damian Priest, which all in all doesn't seem like it's going to be a bad match. And I'll give them the credit for the work they did this week to build them two because they had that sort of brawl in the arena between the two of them. And I dare say they're building that match better than they're building the match between O'Reilly and Balor. However, mm-hmm. I've got two matches that I didn't really want instead of two matches that I really, really wanted. So I just, for me, I'm like, the whole main title scene is just a bit fucked. Like, why didn't we have, I don't know, Pete Dunne going up against Carrion, and the winner gets to go up against Balor, or even a triple threat, anything, anything hmm. you like involving those three parts, because that's what I wanted instead. Uh, Pete Dunne's kind of like, I don't know, he's kind of a side note, and I know he's only just come back and he needs to build up, but um, I, this might be a prejudice against Damian Priest, I don't know, but I would have much preferred Carrion Cross against Pete Dunne, that would have been a, a banger of a match. Hmm. I don't get I mean, why for I'm not me, getting that. Why don't I get that, Carl? <laughs> for me, I want, I want uh, Balor and Dunne. I think for me, that's that's well, the match I, personally, I yeah, I think if they the trouble is right, and this is where I think, and I, I might have to go back on this at some point and and just admit that I was fucking wrong, but I'm going to try it right now, right? I'm going to say the reason that they've booked it the way they have is because Cross is going to beat Priest and Bala is going to beat O'Reilly, mm-hmm. and that's why because they don't want to feed 
um, Pete Dunne to Bala for a loss. Yeah. And sadly, it just makes it slightly more predictable. And this is where I might have to go back. I need some humble pie if I'm wrong. But I, I can't, can't see, see, I can't either, see you being either party wrong. losing yeah. their match. I, I can't see Carrion losing the way they've been booking no. him. And I really can't see Finn losing the title to Kyle O'Reilly. No offense, yeah. Kyle. No. I'm think... Kyle. <laughs> Danica, uh, I, I don't know. I'm probably in going to rub a few people the wrong way. But I just, I'm not a fan of O'Reilly. You know, put him in a tag team, cool. Do I want to see him as a, a singles competitor for the title? Um, it's one I think... like he's he's got some talent in the ring, but he's like the least sort of pro- like. Yeah. I suppose he's not in the tag scene mm-hmm. when it comes to the undisputed era. It's um, uh, Roderick Strong and and Bobby Fish. Mm. Um, but he's he's no Adam Cole. No. So why are we trying to put him in an Adam Cole position? Yeah, I don't know. For me, I think <sighs> the problem they're going to have as well is when. When Carrion does get this belt, because he's going to get this belt, let's be honest, you know, he had it and he had to give it up. So, yeah. even though who... Bala didn't spot him, already moaned about that. Yeah. But who, like, who's going to beat Carrion? Like, he's going to have it for ages. So, you're absolutely right. They, they are going to do this. But then, what happens to the likes of Pete Dunn? Exactly. Because, you know what I mean? He's, so it's, it's a weird one. I, I, but I this is the thing, like, right now, it suits him to put Kyle O'Reilly in the main event scene when he actually suits being in the North American title scene. Because mm. that's their workers' belt. That's what he should be doing right now. Let's not bypass that. Let's put him there. Instead, they're going to have them in this in this really high position and then drop them and then make it feel like they're out of favour, which is kind of stupid. But yeah. who are we? Who are we? We don't know the intricacies of booking. Anyway, continuing with the O'Shites. Um, this is not a major one, but the Bronson Reed match is just a, a little bit weak for me. Mm. Like I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm glad to see Bronson back, but this I don't know. It's it's meant to be a squash. And poor Isaiah, I suppose, but um, I don't think either of them got a decent showing. And I think, in a lot of senses, Bronson—it wasn't a squash in in the proper sense. You know what I mean? Like Isaiah, and he's a more prominent name, so I kind of get why. But he got more offense in than he should have, so it didn't make Bronson look dominant. So then, so then you end up with a fairly quick, fairly weak match that mm. didn't make either party look great. Um, so I just kind of had to put it in as no shade. It's not a major, major thing. It's just like. Bronson's back. They're trying to book him strong. He's definitely outsizing Isaiah. So how is this not a more no. decisive victory? Um, yeah, let's see where you came from. And uh, last one again, p- slightly personal gripe. I kind of hope they're done with Gargano going up against Ruff in comedic silly matches. Yeah, we get it. He lost the title to oh, <laughs> Scamp. Damian Priest doesn't give a shit about the North American title anymore. So um, we need a new opponent for Gargano. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping. I don't mind that we had a match this week between the two of them, but I'm kind of hoping we're done now. Mm. Can we be done with this? Please. Be over. Please. Um, I don't know who they're going to put in there because, again, you know, you, Kyle O'Reilly, good candidate. Even Pete Dunne would have been a good candidate right now to go up against the North American champ and have some really good matches. But they're all in the main event scene for some reason. So who's Gargano got? Yeah. Bronson. Let's put Bronson in there. Fuck. <laughs> but, so... um, yeah, it's slightly O-shaped for me. But again, hopefully next week we're not going to get another, another uh, Leon Ruff match. No offense, yeah. Forgive, forgive me if this has happened and it's happened recently. Um, have we seen Gargano and Cole? I think not for a few weeks. Like in the last year, we certainly have. Um, I don't even know if they've had a singles match actually, because they were they had a lot of involvement, didn't they, over the whole mm. double belt crap? And there was a lot of like triple threat, fatal four ways, and that kind of shit going on. Mm. Um, so I know they've gone toe to toe, but I don't know if necessarily in a singles match for a while. Because I'd like to offense. see that. Next. It would like that doesn't feel overdone. To be fair, if they did it, even if we have had them recently, if they did it, it wouldn't feel overdone to me. And I'm watching this every week. Yeah, and I think it's fine for someone like Adam Cole, who's a you know multi-time champ, to 
challenge for the North American title. Like, he doesn't have to always be going for the... I mean, especially if he'd get carrying. his ass back from Jacksonville and actually fucking <laughs> join it. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like that would be a money match. I, I think for me, again, we don't know anything about booking. I think they're going to struggle with carrying as the champ in terms of no one's going to beat him for a while. So he's going to, as soon as he gets that strap, he's going to have it for ages. Um, so it's either going to, you know, I can't think of anyone in the current roster who they're going to build up enough in that time. See, this but, is, they've booked him like ridiculously strong. Like yeah. either they're going to have to build someone else up who can feasibly take him out or have him lose in a multi-man match where he doesn't actually take the loss and yeah. then he can fuck off to the main roster. Because to be honest, like, and I don't often think that this should be the case, but Carrion is kind of someone who shouldn't have done the NXT part. Mm. Yeah, he should have main rostered it because he had the momentum. Like, and I know the momentum was sort of built up in the Tommaso Gargano match, but the way they booked them has been incredibly strong, and they could have sent him straight to the main roster on that basis. And it wouldn't be the first time they've done that. AJ Styles didn't spend any time in NXT, but they, they can do that. Um, and some stars they need the NXT level for a while, and I get that, but I don't think Carrion was one, and I don't often think that, but I think in Carrion's case, he should have just gone to the main roster, because like you say, it's, the minute he's holding the title, it's going to be harder. Yeah, 100%. So that that's my main concern, I think, with them, is because that's that's how it's going to go. Ballard definitely is going to win. Carrion's definitely going to win, and then it's going to be them too, isn't it? So Yeah, that's the thing. I'll, 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 that's why I'm saying I'll happily humble, humble pie if I'm wrong, because I, I like being surprised, but I just genuinely can't see either of them two taking the win. Yeah, can't eat any hats anymore. Can't eat, I, I'm just being Nothing careful, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll happily eat a 12-inch pizza. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> better hope you're right. <laughs> so, um, as far as ratings go, uh, I'd probably give this a, a. I was leaning towards a two and a half to be honest, because it was very middle of the road. There was nothing like particularly like, wow, that's a massive highlight, and but it wasn't particularly bad. I think I'm gonna have to go towards a two because mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't feel like it even quite gets to to middle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's I'm I'm scared between the two, but I'm gonna lean. I'm, I'm gonna go for a two. It was a two. Um... As as you will all come to know and appreciate by now, I'm not a big fan of NXT, so it will not be a surprise to you that I've rated it slightly lower at a 1.5. You're one of these old-school um, NXT marks, though, aren't you? I am. NXT used to be boss. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really care about... Like, I don't care about Balor and um, fucking... kind of thing. It was name. There you go. That's how much I don't you care see, about it. This is, this is kind of the problem with NXT as a whole, though. Like, I think that is kind of what's missing from the show. Like... They don't do enough work, I think, to make you care. No. Like we get the odd, don't we? I'm not discrediting all of NXT. You get the odd match. Like, um, as much as I wasn't a big fan of it, like they, they did build up the feud between Gargano and Tommaso, so you could care. Do you know what I mean? Um, so you get like bits of gold in there. <laughs> Colors. Um, but it's not they don't really consistently build up the stories very strong, I don't think, in all fairness. Yeah. No, and that's it. You know, you can say whatever you want about Vince as some sort of senile, fucking crazy, whatever, and he's, he's, he's in the entertainment business, whatever. Vince knows that you need to have a reason to care about the match. Like, obviously, the match, you know, the match is 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 what people are, are going to ultimately want to see. But to make them want to see it, you've got to do something. And NXT, NXT doesn't do anything. It just has, oh, there's a bunch of guys who, you know, people will know and like there that will just have matches and I don't know. It feels very match heavy and doesn't do enough to make me care about anyone. And I think that that's the problem at the minute now. Like I care about Carrie and, and Scarlet because they're the thing they've got going on. It's great. And so Scarlet in there, Carl. Nice one. Yeah. Um, care about and... Scarlet because, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I mean, to be fair, you know, it's a very probably unpopular opinion, but I don't think Carrion would be half the star he is without Scarlet. I agree. She she is definitely his hype woman. Oh god. Yeah. Um, without her building up the hype, like let's face it, we've had promos before where all like he's not been involved. She's come out. She's put the hourglass down, and she's yeah. built that tension and that whole character that she builds. And we you we're quite suckers for character work, you and I, Carl. Yeah. Um, but the way she puts him across mm. is fantastic. And like you say, I don't think he could he could come across as like a dominant sort of big guy. Like we see we see a lot of those to be honest. But he could do that quite well by himself. But she she elevates his character definitely. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, like I, I don't know. I just feel like they've got a couple of decent stars in there. But like you know, Balor, like what a disappointment Balor is. You know, he was <laughs> fucking <honestly>, disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Finn, I'm not angry. I'm just fucking disappointed, <laughs> really. You were the first Universal Champ. I, w- I thought, you know, you're cool with your face painting and all that. Now you're just Balor Club. Don't even know who the fuck you are anymore. You wear a leather jacket. You know what I this. find interesting. Not, right. not about. I me. was reading something, right? I can't remember what it was, but I was reading something, and they were talking about Kyle O'Reilly Balor, hmm. and they were like stating one of the weaknesses as being like, oh, you know, neither of them are very good on the mic, and I'm like. When did we get to a point when Balor's class is not very good on the mic? And I know that was just one person's opinion that I've read, but I'm like, the fact that can even be a thought is like, I remember when he, he came into the main event scene on Raw and mm. won and then got like injured by Seth because, you know, you know, uh, what was that sort of turnbuckle bomb that he does that kills people? Anyway, um, and the I remember the, the sort of subsequent feud. I think it was with Seth again, wasn't it? When he was talking about bringing the demon out. And I thought that was some pretty good promo and mic work, to be honest. So mm. at what point has he decided he's like, ah, I don't really, uh, just come I out think and say. it's because he hasn't got a character anymore. Like, like honestly, like literally his character now is a guy who loves wearing leather jackets and doing this. He's not an else about him. He's mm. bored as fuck. I can't, <laughs> I can't stand him. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's a shame really, because you know, he, he had something when he was the, this guy who was a fantastic ring ring worker, and if you pissed him off, you were going to wake wake up the demon. It was amazing. Yeah. Now it's just um, I've got Bala Club, which is like the Bullet Club, but shit. Okay, my I'm discount Kenny Omega. Call me the janitor. <laughs> he's fucking. He's you know, if if you buy a fucking Bullet Club T-shirt from fucking Amazon versus Wish, he's the fucking Wish version. <laughs> Savage. Um, but yeah. no, I really like Balor at one point. I think it's it's a shame that he doesn't seem to have any interest in bringing the demon back at any points and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. What's going on, man? What is going on? I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about it. So, yeah. <laughs> one now for the next. Okay. So, I will move on, Anthony, this, to yeah. a... This is going to so, be a tough one. I think, well, I'll just be upfront now. I'm not giving, I'm not going to give this a rating. It'd be wrong to. I'm totally with you. This was a special episode of um dynamite this week it was um in memory of obviously Brody lee and yeah. celebrating the life of, of Brody lee um so the entire thought, yeah the entire show was dedicated to his memory yeah and it was booked to that effect so i, I totally agree with you. i don't think it'd be right for either of us to try and rate it no um and i think you know i'm i'm gonna run through the match card of, of what we saw but i think straight off the bat i just want to give tony khan massive credit as well as everyone else and kind of put yep. the show together in the way that they did. Um, so they made sure that Brody's son um, was heavily involved um, in, mm. you know, picking matches and stuff for this as well, which I just thought was a lovely touch. But I honestly, uh, I think there couldn't have been a more beautiful way of, of honoring the man. I think uh, it was handled really, really definitely like um, much credit to Tony for that. So the match card we had Anthony kicking off uh, the show, we had Hardy party. So Matt Hardy and private party, 
taking on the Young Bucks and Colt Cabana. Um, we had Lance Archer, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno taking on Eddie Kingston, Butcher and Blade. Hangman, Alex Reynolds and John Silver taking on MJF, Santana and Ortiz. We had Anna Jay teaming with Tay Conti against Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. We had Team Taz against Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy and Ten, also known as Preston Vance from the Dark Order. And then we finished off with a, a segment which was kind of just one final goodbye to Brody. So that was kind of the match card. And you know, I've not even I've not even gone through the winners or anything like that because none of it really mattered. It was just a celebration of well, Brody. Can I say one thing though? I think. One thing that I didn't realize at the time, so apologies if I'm wrong, because um, it's something I've read since, but I think it's cleverly done if they have done. When you say about the winners, um, yeah. apparently, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, apologies if I'm off base, but apparently it was structured in a way that the Dark Order sort of won for the most. Mm-hmm. And it sort of echoed the actual original story of the Dark Order of like, you were nobody, join the Dark Order and be somebody. And it was like that whole finishing the story that Brody started in a way that the the Dark Order came out on top this week as a, yeah. a sort of a an answer to the promises Brody's character made in a yeah. way, which I thought was actually quite beautifully handled. Do you know what I didn't even so you're you're absolutely right and yeah um I knew that every everyone because every match had a member of the Dark Order and everyone from the subsequent team or whatever where there was a Dark Order member they all won. But yeah, I think um, I wasn't aware of how, you know, especially how eloquently you put it then around well, the, the rationale. I, and, I can't take credit for it, mate. I never considered that connection. I actually read mm. that on social media and I was like, that's fantastic. And I, I really hope that was deliberate. I'm sure it was, but I really hope that was deliberate because <laughs> that is a really interesting way of, of sort of conveying that story that was originally being told through their their sort of character and their creativity. So I like that. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I think that just adds, a, you know, another special touch to it. But um yeah, I just, it's one of them. It, it wouldn't be fitting for, for me to go through and kind of say bits that were good or bad or anything like that. No, I, I think, think that's fair. You know, the whole the whole tribute was just, it was it was wonderful. It was so well put together. Um, obviously, Brody was an incredible guy. We've had nothing but positive and, like, you know, heartwarming messages from people across the whole industry. Um, yeah. Almost shamefully, I didn't realise just, how awesome a guy he was until you start hearing the stories from people as well. Like yeah. he's always he's he's been a, a very talented wrestler, but you get embroiled in characters, especially as an audience member. And um, but when people have started coming out and telling you about how he was backstage and how he was with his family and stuff, you just realise just how much of a tough guy he was. No, definitely. And this may come as a shock to anyone who listens or watches this because I am clearly the epitome of masculinity. I am, you know, such a manly man. But yeah, I uh, I definitely teared up throughout the show. Um, I had a, I had a, I had a, not, at least got a lump in your throat. <laughs> I had a, well, I had a lump in my throat pretty much throughout, and then obviously the bit towards the end where that final segment where you know Tony basically retired the current version of the TNT title as we know it um, and gave it to um, Brody Lee Jr. Uh, was I don't know. It was just it was just a lovely a lovely thing. Yeah, it gets you, doesn't it? It does get yeah. you. I don't know what it is about Cody Rhodes as well. He he his promos you can always just tell he's so heartfelt in the things he says and the things he does and his little voice shakes and stuff sometimes as well and that just that adds to it and then yeah like obviously all stuff happening and you get to see you know just Brody in the ring being given that that title and I just thought it was lovely and do you know what like it's one of them where like regardless of what people think of AEW some people just don't like it some people think it's not as professional as other companies and so on like that but no matter what. 
and especially this show, you can see just how much passion the people involved have got for this business. Yeah. And how can you not like that? I just, I'm, I know it's like different circumstances up as well, but like so I've seen a couple of things um, this week, particularly of like the post shows. Um, and it's, everyone just seems like such a, such a family, such a community. They're all oh, yeah, just yeah. hanging around backstage and stuff like, um, you know, uh, Darby Allen's dad was playing um, No Mercy on N64 with Brody's son. Um, while Cody was doing a, a like a po- like a post match interview type thing um, on on the on the post match and uh, on the post show, sorry, and um, like he's there, on, like Cody gets the walkie talkie and is like, I'm gonna come and play uh, against you now and stuff as well. And it's just you know they're all just take really taking care of you know his sons and mm. his, his his wife and the whole family and stuff, and they all just seem yeah. like a big community of you know people. So I, I just think the whole thing is amazing. And yeah. you know what, Tony Khan, Tony Khan is not a on-screen personality really like i know we've seen him recently on impact doing these like little vignettes and stuff that have been quite funny and things like that but he is he doesn't really want the limelight he's not about that he doesn't want to be tony khan the character and i don't know for him to come out and just i don't know get involved and and do that kind of thing as well was just yeah i thought it was great yeah no i couldn't agree more so yeah very beautifully done episode of dynamite um thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish so yeah, no ratings, but just a hell of a celebration yeah. to her. No, I think it's, it's only fitting, like you say, to we're not going to do the O'Shites thing. We're not going to do the ratings thing. We're just going to talk about it, um, mention how well it was done. But yeah, it's either that or give it a five because you can't, you can't not like, I don't know, you can't get into the whole rating thing with it. Just, it wouldn't be right. No, definitely not. A, fa- a fantastic tribute to the man. But that doesn't mean our moaning is over, Anthony, because... Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, it's no. far from over, Carl. <laughs> Let's talk about SmackDown, shall we? Let's talk about it. So, we open the night with a nice little Reigns, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens promo. Um, Reigns comes out to big himself up and antics ensue. Um, we have Big E taking on Baron Corbin, which leads to a disqualification, which leads to Big E and Apollo going up against Corbin and Zayn, which leads to Corbin leaving. So it leads to a handicap match <laughs> So um, we have sort of three matches for the price of one here, um, and I, I'll, I'll say Big E and Apollo won whatever match happened. Uh, we then had the Riot Squad going up against the the tag team of Tamina and Natalia, with the Riot Squad taking the win. We have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair uh, going up against Carmella and Bailey, with Carmella and Bailey taking the win. We have Daniel Bryan and Otis taking on Cesaro and Shinsuke, with Daniel Bryan and Otis taking the win. And then we close the night off with Kevin Owens going up against Jey Uso, with Kevin Owens taking the win, kind of. So, you firstly noticed, Carl, there was a lot of tag matches on this tonight. A lot of tag matches. There was. And not one of them involving the tag champs. Anyway. <laughs> they had so, other things to do, though, Anthony, didn't they? Yeah, as far as highlights go, I don't know a lot of people won't agree with this, but Billy Kay's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. She made a match that was just going to be a match, kind of. <laughs> Mediocre. I know again, it's a lot of people might disagree with this. They might have wanted to just enjoy the match, but I'm not like, did I care about the Riot Squad going up against Natalia and Tamina? Not really. But um, Billy Kay's sort of character, that annoying character throughout the match to the point that they just tell him to shut up. And then she just randomly starts siding with the Riot Squad and leaves with them because they won. It got me. I was like, you know yeah. what? She's fucking funny. I hope she has a, a really good career with WWE. I hope they, they, they see what they've got in her because I think um, she, she was. Quite a funny character there, and I think she could have a decent singles run if they'd let her. So I want to give her a highlight. 
I completely agree with you. I thought she was fantastic. Um, it still pisses me off no end the fact that they have split up the Iconics. And I'll the say Iconics could have been a fucking guess. solid tag team. They really could have. Because when when you're going to go, oh, now we want Peyton Royce to be a single star and then give up on the idea and then put her with Lacey Evans, you're crippling two, you know, single stars that could have gone on to be great because Lacey has the potential to be a world champ. Um, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I just think to take. Peyton away from from Billy Kay and to split that off is stupid. And I feel like they're just uh, hindering Lacey now as well. But I enjoyed the match. Um, I thought uh, Liv Morgan every time I see her improves in that ring. You know, Ruby is a bet. Been doing it for ages, and you know she's always good. I didn't completely get the rationale behind the whole Natty and Tamina thing. Is it because they've both got you know dads who were in the business beforehand? So that's what's happened. Dads. Um... <laughs> I don't, you know I don't know. I mean. I, they seem to keep putting Natalia with different tag teams for some reason. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what the end goal is there. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Natalia's new theme music, which I actually prefer. I'll mm. mention that. Now. It's a bit more rock and rolly, and it starts off the way it always should. The heart riff. Yeah. And then it's a bit it got older. me because I didn't think it was going to be any difference, but mm. it was, and it was good. I actually think it's better. I prefer it. I'll be honest. And you could hear that one, couldn't you? I could hear that one because nobody was apparently cheering. Apparently, the guy backstage was like, "No, we don't need the cheery music for, for them." So fuck that, which was harsh in a way, guys. Um, <clears throat> the only other highlight I've got, Carl, is the um, the brutalization of Kevin Owens at the end. So, as I said, Kevin Owens technically won the match. Um, he then subsequently handcuffed Jey Uso to well to the ropes for like about five seconds and then dragged them up to the top of the ramp but the point being he, he didn't just end the match he wanted to, to beat Jey Uso to the point that Roman would come out and save him and he was then about to do a spot where he jumped from the um, the guess who looking boards <laughs> that is the audience and um, he's about to do his, his uh, what's he got sent on? I don't know yeah, um, and Roman Reigns did attack, and then the pair of them proceed to, to beat Owens to within an inch of his career. Um, they've obviously kayfabe detailed his injuries subsequently, but the, the beatdown was was very brutal, very visceral from the pair of them. Um, I love it when they because the, like Kevin Owens has always been really good at putting this sort of stuff across. As, in all fairness to him, but the the three of them did a really good job of this, and they're keeping something that might have lost its shine still interesting. Like I'm, uh, like I'm all for a rematch now. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm interested to see where it goes, to say the least. And um, yeah, it's it was just it was a nice way to to end the show, I suppose. Again, another interesting one that they didn't technically end on a match. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, they ended on a literal cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it just went <laughs> off the air. Like off a giant. Oh, he'll tire himself out. <laughs> yeah. So um, so that's my only other highlight. Cop. Sadly, mm-hmm. I do have a few more gripes than highlights. Mm. So the first one, and this is only a minor issue, but you might agree with me why it bugs me. Um, they're, they're doing the same friendship with Apollo and Big E that they're doing with McIntyre and Sheamus, as far as I can see. Because we had this little thing backstage where Big E's like, yeah, I got me title. And uh, Apollo's there like, oh, technically, I helped you win. And then firstly, very minor gripe, but wasn't technically, you did. If you hadn't grabbed Sami Zayn back and threw him back in the fucking ring, he wouldn't have won the match. So you didn't technically do it, you fucking did. Mm-hmm. Um Literally. Uh, anyway, minor. But they've done this whole joke and like, oh, so I deserve a title match. And he's like, and no one will help you this time. And then they look at each other serious and then they break out laughing because they're actually uh, both. And I'm like, that, you know, I I'm like, it. this is this is the same. This is a less effective Seamus and McIntyre. This is what you're doing. 
Like, but it's it's also not not only is it just a repeat of that, but they're repeating the same shit that they did with um street street profits, where they say oh, something yeah. like, <laughs> and it's like a joke. It's like, yeah. why? Like, is that is that his thing now? Like, stupid. Yeah, it was. So the whole that whole sort of segment was a little bit off for me. I wasn't I wasn't too keen. It's like either be rivals or don't. I'm not really bothered. Um, I don't know why Apollo's actually. No offense to Apollo, but like he's suddenly prominent again. He's like, I'm going to be in the Intercontinental Title scene. Well, he was listed as D or something, wasn't he? Put into yeah. the fuck deal list. So. But he got he got absolutely destroyed on Raw for a while, and I thought they kind of gone. Yeah, you're not like you're not because I enjoyed him as the uh, US title holder. I was a bit disappointed when he lost it, but hey ho, uh, hey ho. We'll see what happens. And again, I, I'm I'm on about both of them right now because I'm talking about Biggie anyway. Biggie's new music and Carmella's new music are both worse than what they have, and this is just the epitome of the way things are going with theme music now. That it they're less um, they don't accent the character anywhere near as well as the previous ones, especially Carmella's. Carmella's was perfect for her, and I know they've tried to change character, but essentially she's not even changed. Like her tire was pretty much an older tire this time as well. Yeah. Um, I just don't the, the music was just way more generic and less personality to it, and it's just a real shame. Um, I don't know, license kind of crap and CFOs, all that. Yeah, fair enough. They've got to change it, but it doesn't have to be to something shit. Is probably the point. Um, so yeah, that's my theme music right done. There was another weird little bit backstage, right? So Kevin Owens really wanted a match with Jey Uso, and this wasn't booked. This was an on-the-fly thing, as as we tend to do. And um, he's having a, a discussion with Adam Pierce backstage, in which they decided to give us a bit of history on Adam Pierce. Um, so they were dropping in things like, "Oh, I remember when you and me were on the road together, and you used to be my boss." And various little segments. Like, I'm like, "Ah, I'm I'm learning about Adam. This is good because who the fuck is he? I don't know." <laughs> but he was very much saying to Owens, "I can't book this match, and you know that." I was like, "Does he? <laughs> can't you? <laughs> like, do you want to give us any reason why?" <laughs> Tell like, us. You can't just say, "You know, I can't do that." Like, <laughs> why do we know this? Why is this a thing? Why are you the guy who books the matches? Why? What's stopping you from booking a match with Jey Uso? Doesn't make any sense. Um, but nevertheless, it was just done so he could goad him into it. So eventually he persuaded him to book the match and he did book said match. Um, but I just found that the idea, it's like, do you want to give us a clue why you can't book that match? Mm. What's particularly contentious about it? Yeah, it didn't... Uh, rest didn't us really... a match. This is absurd. Mm. Not, I mean, the only thing I can assume is he's implying that, you know, Roman's going to be pissed off with him if he books that match. Well, he probably would. Like, that. that's not a can't. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, just probably me being picky, but yeah, I, I wasn't a big oh, no. fan of that that whole thing. Um, yeah. Already mentioned Carmella's music. They got its own little note on me notes there, guys. <laughs> Street profits, Carl. Mostly noise, occasional singing. So they come out right with absolutely nothing to do this week. Absolutely nothing at all. Despite the, the numerous amount of tag matches this week, they come out with fuck all to do. So they come out to do their own thing, which they would do in their predictions for 2021, which were quite shit jokes in general um they luckily had the piped in uh, audience although they didn't even seem that enthused by their predictions which is baffling because you just pressed the button but um they were just predicting stupid shit like oh this shirt will sell really well It'll be the number one selling shirt this year on wwe shop and it was a shirt they'd done to insult Sami Zayn that says not intercontinental champion mm-hmm. like, ah. um right. but like for some reason uh, Montez now just randomly sings some of his words. Don't know mm-hmm. what that is. Uh, the whole thing was a little bit cringe and not uh, that typical sort of over-the-top energy that I, I'm like, if you just calm down a bit, guys, you'd be a really good tag team. But this, this is like stereotypes and noise, and that's just all they do. And then um, 
surprisingly, we got Dolph Ziggler and uh, uh, Robert Roode tearing face, Carl, because they come out and put a fucking stop to this. <laughs> and uh, I know I, I cheered. Just want to personally say thank you to Dolph Ziggler and, and Robert Roode. But uh, yeah, th- I don't know. It's just like a really, really needless segment. And just, I don't know where they were coming from, whether the jokes weren't even jokes, really. Yeah, it was bad. The whole it, thing yeah. was just a- put them in matches for fuck's sake, guys. Well, that's it. I think um, you could tell it was scripted for them as well, to some degree, talking about the Simpsons and stuff. Like, please make sure you mention the sponsors. Oh, it's I like... forgot to mention that. It's like, okay. they were talking about the Simpsons because we're on Fox. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Yeah. Because um, yeah. even that was meant to be a joke, wasn't it? It's like, oh, we're, like, we predict better than the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, good one. Did not work at all. Um, anyway, yeah. So for me, it's just it was an okay week for matches. There was a lot going on very mediocre in a lot of senses and I'm probably going to put it in a similar vein to um, NXT and it's going to get a two because it was very much the same there was a fair bit going on uh, where they necessarily matches I wanted to see no it was nice to get a bit of variety some of the promo stuff didn't work for me but there was you know to, to echo you uh, with Raw it started well and it ended well so i got to give it yeah. that too but yeah. it, it's, a, it's a two for me mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to weigh up Anthony whether or not I thought it was better than Raw it was definitely not by much if it was, but I think it probably was marginally, so I'm going to have to agree that it was a two. Um, because, I don't know, I suppose I cared a little bit more about what had happened. Um, and that's my only reason. So, get a two from me. And there we go, we've agreed on one. Yay! <laughs> and that was this week in wrestling, guys? It was. So, are you ready, Carl? Because up next, we're going to go face to f- head to head. <laughs> a versus K. Mind to mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. We're going to go we're gonna do a quiz. quiz. Yeah, we're going to kiss. <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, all that coming up. Join us after this word from our sponsors. Monopoly Events presents For the Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, back in Liverpool, the Exhibition Centre, between the 15th and 16th of May. Guests this year include Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle, the icon, the showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Three-time WWE champion, three-time TNA champion, things are about to get extreme with Jeff Hardy. Seven-times women's champion, diva of the decade and Hall of Fame star, Trish Stratus. Grand Slam winner and the wrestling god, John Bradshaw Layfield. These and many, many more will be joining us in Liverpool. Find us on Facebook at For The Love Of Wrestling. Visit our website, fortheloveofwrestling.co.uk. For tickets for entry and guests, visit ticketquarter.co.uk. That's ticketquarter.co.uk. For the love of wrestling, by the fans, for the fans.